What's up, everybody? Welcome. My name is Chris, a.k.a. Pack 92 and you're watching This is the Waypoint, the one and only Star Wars discussion show right here on the Shared Screens Podcast Network. Today, joining us again, just like last week, a special, a special guest, Aaron Roots, 427. Back at it like a bad habit, baby. Let's go. Hey, is 427 uh, your God-given last name? Uh, it's actually my uh, operation number. <laughs> tattooed like a like a behind your ear like yeah right well it's Absolutely lower back with a barcode yeah lower back i was yes. gonna say across the chest <laughs> <laughs> just tramp stamp just a barcode yep. right above your ass they yeah, put you yeah. on a conveyor belt and it's just and then you keep going <laughs> yeah sense. hurts a lot but, yeah no that makes sense that's it's it's uh is it like the factory from attack of the clones right where i was literally it's not it's not a tattoo it's a brand so. Yeah, absolutely. It's that big thing. Like mm-hmm. right when Anakin gets his arm stuck in and his lightsaber yep. breaks, he's like, your master's going to kill me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually just part of the documentary they were filming about, about where you're from, you know, bad work habits and all that. Anyway. Absolutely. Joining us is always our ever-present guy in the chair, Alec Bobko. Yellow. And before we jump right into it, if you haven't already... Press that motherfucking subscribe button. Or I shouldn't. Sw- oh, there goes our monetization. Press that gosh darn subscribe button right there Andrew down, uh, down in the bottom. Already, Hit so that bell. Yeah, no, for all three of you that have seen this. <laughs> Hit that bell. Make sure you know that we're releasing other stuff because we got a House of the Dragon review show. We're talking about She-Hulk. We sometimes talk about video games. It's all down there. Make sure you're checking that out and hitting the floor. But none of that matters right now because today a brand new episode of Andor just released. And I, yeah, I really like this episode, man. This was a good one for me. I am all about that character uh, dilution. Just get inside, get underneath, and learn about people kind of Star Wars. That real slow burn buildup kind of Star Wars. And man, no action, but a meaty episode. And I'm so here for this. Real, uh, real Ocean's Eleven vibes. You know, getting ready for the heist, right? We're getting ready to go steal some shit, but also there's character progression on top of that. We're learning more about Vel's crew and the, the people that Luthen hired for this rebellion. We got the political intrigue with Mon Mothma and her weird QAnon husband. Like, it's just, whoo! And the daughter, too. The daughter, too. Mm-hmm. A, a daughter who's real mouthy for some reason. Shit, that's a that's a fucking teenager right there, man. True, <laughs> like, true. Like, damn. That is, that that is, is a just teenager a teenager-ass teenager. That is, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Not even, like, not even a Star Wars dude, just a teenager. Yeah, yeah. just a teen. Yeah, teenagers are universal, whether you're here or in Star Wars. They're all just snotty and... On set, she's like, what's my motivation? They're like, oh, she pretends she's you're your actual 16. mom. She's like, oh, got it. Yeah, great. You're 16. <laughs> I hate you, <laughs> <What>? mom. <laughs> Slams the door show. You just hear loud music coming through. Like, fine. Yeah. She won't stop listening to Figuring Dan in the modal nodes. Is she okay? Hell like, yeah, <laughs> brother. <laughs> it's oh, just the, the loud, like, Mongolian rock from Fallen Order. Just being Absolutely, as loud as possible. The you yeah absolutely absolutely fuck that that shit was so good too just give me more star wars rock and roll yeah baby i want to hear more more music within the universe of star wars i'm i'm all about that shit but before we get too too far into today's episode i was not here last week and wanted to give just some uh minor highlights of, of my own thoughts and feelings first i loved it i thought it was great uh i really liked just getting to see more of of 
Luthen, who we didn't see a lot of this week. This felt like a, a real cool look into who he is and, and what he does. The like learning that he's got like this really cool like antique store uh, that he and his assistant are essentially like trying to kickstart the rebellion with Mon Mothma in uh, is really really neat. He's orchestrating the the whole heist with with Vel and all that because there's there's something has happened to him in his life that has made him so pissed at the Empire that. The thing that he does as a job on Coruscant is the facade, right? It's that cool, like, sort of Batman thing going on to to where it's like the, you got your Bruce Wayne and your Batman, and dude lives in the 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 Batman, right? Uh, and so I just think he's fascinating. The cool little hand wave that he does was some of the best, like, character acting I think we've ever seen in in, in Star Wars before. That whole shot where you just see the inside of the 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 ship and he's putting his wig on and stuff. Mm. Mm. Smile, so good. Yeah, Gosh, and it's so it's good. it's it's very uh like kind of like the mob, like the mafia. You know how like they'll have like a a restaurant or like a flower shop that like they'll be front. operating out of, and then in the back room they're doing some shady shit. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see. You got uh of, of course uh the Indiana Jones whip and carbonite up in there, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the Star Killer armor and like all all this stuff. Cool little little Easter eggs for for people to find. I love that. You you know uh that the, the Lucasfilm story team just saw an opportunity and, and we're like, all right, we're going to put some shit in here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they walked into is, they walked into the storage room and they were just like. I want like, that and that and that. that, that they that. actually filmed that in the in the Lucasfilm archives. Like, yeah, it's that's just what, what it looks, looks like. like. <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> You gotta, you, I, you just ride up in Monmouth. There's like sweet fucking like hot rod, right? And, oh, and, and you're just oh, what a so cool, good, what a cool car. I love Coruscant. I, I I love the way that Coruscant looks. Like we see all the shots of uh, Cyril Karn like walking back to his mom's place, uh, and just like how Coruscant is in under the reign of the Empire, just kind of been drained of all of its color. It's got this real like brutalist style of of, of architecture to it. It's all white and gray, and, and it's really really rad and a, a mm. cool way to show something familiar that has changed and and really kind of show us without telling us like what the what the empire is doing here and, and how they are i love getting to to see the inside of the 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 isb meeting i thought that was really really cool i love that tarkin wannabe that was in there uh um, yeah the the inner politics between deidre and the other dude uh whose name i didn't catch was really really cool and and her like starting to realize like oh shit like that that this has got something to do with the guy that stole my my shit and her start like piece the, the the puzzle together. And uh, some of the other notes I had on last week's episode are, are really, really relevant to this week's. So we'll move on. But I really liked la- last week's and uh, I, I'm so impressed with the quality of the show so far. Uh, it's been all hitters for me. Uh, but I want to get your general thoughts and feelings on how you felt about and or episode five. Aaron, take it away, baby. How do you feel about this uh- week's episode? So this week's episode, I had a lot of fun with. Uh, I think this is the first episode so far where a lot of the dialogue kind of just hasn't gone in one of my ears and out the other not that it's like okay. badly written or anything but it's just like there was okay, something this about guy like, does like this the dialogue and that's this why one. and okay great yeah because like you know you got to know these characters better and they have reasons for what they're doing mm-hmm. and you know they're learning and teaching each other like what to do when they finally break in and steal this train car i guess um but yeah yeah it 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 was a lot of fun uh you know it still very still very slow burn which i think this show is going to be really great to binge once it's finished um like week to week it's kind of killing me because i'm like oh but (laughs) but they didn't steal anything when are they gonna steal the thing 
and it you know it's great i I like it a lot so far but uh this yeah this episode was a lot of fun i think i think anthony carboni put it really really well on uh kind of funny spoiler talk right uh to, to where he says like really often the show leaves you in an emotional place and not really a story place like, like right. plot didn't move yeah. much here but we learned a lot about the characters and their motivations and i really like that Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's got me wondering if the, if, if they show and maybe, maybe they said something before and I, and I missed it, whether it's going to have like this, like three episode arc that's like connected throughout, but sort of like every three episodes is kind of its own thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm, I'm really interested to see, see how that, how that moves forward. I wouldn't hate that. It, it might feel a little predictable, but I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Alec, how'd you feel about this episode, man? I really like this episode. Uh, just building up everybody's characters a bit more, learning about the team. Um, I say those of you who listened to last week's episode know that we were kind of predicting that this is going to be the one where at least they start kicking off the heist. But they kind of blue balled us a bit. <laughs> there was no heisting it. to be found. Yeah, yeah they got so. to the to the point where they're like, "All right, guys, let's start." Now and then credits. And <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Like heist is a go. Next time yeah. on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, literally, the last shot is just Luthen. Like, well, this time tomorrow we'll know what happened. So good. <laughs> so, so good. But uh, just learning about all the crew that's pulling off this heist is was really cool. Like I selected and seeing the backgrounds too. Yeah, I don't know any of the don't remember any of the characters' names, but uh, like Skern, I think was one of them. I should have, I should have uh, written them down. Uh, cut, like cut, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Skeen, uh, I think. Skeen. Yeah, Ar- Ar- Arvel Skeen, yeah, yeah, cousin from the bear. Yeah, like he had <laughs> all the tattoos and all that, and then the the young kid that's like the really for the rebellion and like his like tech, but he has the manifesto and all that. I, I just thought it was really cool, like, mm-hmm. and getting to see the lieutenant uh, Gorn getting to see like his side of things. And like, I really, I don't know not to get like too into the weeds a bit, but one of the quotes that I just really loved was, uh, when him and the other Imperial were up on top of the dam and they're just like, Oh, you really think there's going to be that many coming, uh, tomorrow for this or to see the eye. And he's like, Oh, there used to be thousands coming to this. Now uh, there'll probably only be a couple hundred or a hundred or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those moments that it's like, it didn't really, you didn't really expect to impact but it was just like kind of interesting to seeing that effect that the or the empire has over i also love that love that moment too and i'll go to my general thoughts in a moment but like that conversation using that as a way to kind of like lead towards learning more about goran's motivations as well right to to where like the like the dude's like still enough of them enough of the the aldanians to smell them and and you can see gorn kind of take offense with that and you learn later that gorn fell in love with an aldanian and and i assume because of his imperial ties like she left and and then like Mm -hmm. empire fucked everything up and now he's like i'm burning this place to the ground then uh which is which is really really cool and that's something that andor has been doing like the show's been doing a lot throughout i i think like last week uh we get uh that scene with luthan giving cassian the the kyber crystal and and we hadn't we didn't really know what Luthen's deal was was before that, but I mean this thing is like old Republic era, right? He mentions uh, uh, Rakatan invaders, who the 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 Rakatans are mentioned back in the Old Republic, uh, yeah. specifically Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, as as and in Knights of the Old Republic, they're mentioned as like this ancient race before them that had their own empire thousands of years before Revan was even around, right? Uh, and and so that thing is ancient, ancient, and and here's this dude who just has this. Here you go, yeah, this was a Rakatan thing. 
it's worth a lot of money. Uh, and and then yeah, later finding out he's got like this sweet antique shop that's got like holocrons and and stuff in it. That's uh that's really really fascinating and and just a, a cool way that that they've been really been doing a great job of. It's, it's, I think it just speaks to the excellent writing of the of the show, right? And and how you get these little bits and, and flavors to where it's like if you're somebody that's in the know of Star Wars, you can pick up on these little things beforehand. But then later, of course, it still reveals it to people that might not be like us <laughs> and right, right. Uh, and uh, like pick up on 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 or things the, like that. Everybody's fighting their own rebellion line. What a fucking line, dude! Oh man, oh I love that one. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that line for sure. Um. As far as, as far as my own thoughts, yeah, I thought it was great. I love this episode. I'm all about the this slowborn stuff. I think it's really, really great, and uh, I'm too excited to give any more general details. So I think let's just jump into this, man. I I, I want to. I've got a lot of notes that I really, really want to go over, and so um, we'll start at the beginning of the episode, right? Weird, just skinny, puny, fucking weaselly little Cyril Karn at home eating his cocoa puffs with Star with Wars Mom, cereal, man. baby. <laughs> Which I found out, shout out to uh, the Dano channel on YouTube, uh, hey. does a uh, and or watch along every Tuesday night. Uh, he f- discovered during the episode that that is actually Trix Swirls cereal, but they only took the blue and purple ones out and put them in the bowl. And I thought that was very cool. If oh. you don't believe me, look it up. Dano's so good, man. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Dano's so good. Which, by the way, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Dano's content, please check him out. He's one of the best Star Wars content creators out there, I think. Absolutely. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, I was, I, I straight up thought they were cocoa puffs, and I was just laughing. I, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. they got fucking cocoa yeah, puffs!" Yeah, I was like, "He's, he's, he's eating his blue cocoa puffs with blue milk, <laughs> with blue milk, baby." That Speaking being said, of, make Star Wars cereal. I want Star Wars. Bro, cereal. yeah, give oh, me yeah. that. I guess I'm gonna have to go buy some fucking trick swirls and take out all of the other ones and make some yeah. goddamn Star Wars cereal, right? Like yeah, that's dude. so funny. Yeah. That's literally the first note I have for today is space Same. cocoa puffs. <laughs> Same. I had I wrote Star Wars cereal with blue milk. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Which I somebody that's had the blue milk. Tasty. Would not put cereal in it. Uh it's not that kind of blue milk. You know, it's no. not it's not milk milk, but maybe it is mm-hmm. in the universe. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but I, I really love that scene, though, because now we get we're starting to get an idea of who Cyril's mother is and the kind of environment that he grew up in. Uh, who's got that? Yeah, that real uh, like Mother Gothel from Tangled kind of thing, I, right? Like controlling and emotionally manipulative. I, I, I have a note about uh, Karn's mom. She looks and sounds like the the witch woman from Spirited Away. She does. She sounds like exactly <laughs> like her, and I would not be surprised if they're the same person. She I'm gonna look does, up. Who she man. Uh, yeah, and so I think that's again just another way of showing like why Cyril is the the way to, that that he is like with that super super like clearly like emotionally manipulative and high expectation like like crazy high expectation mother like like dude goes for perfectionism at all times right and and tries his absolute hardest so he's out here he's modifying his his suit to look more like uh like the soldiers he's going out and, and doing these things he's getting in above his head because he doesn't know what uh, what he's doing and then he crashes at home and fails and mom's like what the fuck's wrong with you how, do, how could i have raised such a fucking loser you know uh i'm gonna go call uncle harlow who Call in the, the family favor. Harlow. Why does that sound that's like not, a weird that's mob not thing? Sketchy at all. I was literally just. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there. Like some, something's there. I wonder if he's like an imperial contact or something. That's kind of what we were talking about last week. 
is just like he's got Ciro's got to end up at, in the Empire at some point. I always got I always got the vibe from him that he he makes me think that maybe he tried to be like an Imperial officer or something or join the ISB and like washed out or didn't or or just wasn't good enough to make. And so he ends up at the Pelmar Security Corporation, right? Like the, uh, mm-hmm. like he's like not good enough to be a stormtrooper kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but I mean, you know, may could very well be wrong about that. Or yeah, Uncle Harlow is like some weird, like shady Coruscanti level thirteen, thirteen something. Something's going on. I you know, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I'm sure we'll find out find out more. But uh, getting some weird like incelly vibes from him, like sitting there crying with in Mama's house, looking at uh the Cassian ruined my life. Like, like looking at him and like technically you do that to yourself, but. Yeah, he's looking at the hologram later. The Wrath of Karn is coming, everybody. It's coming. <laughs> the Wrath of Karn. Karn! Karn! <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. <laughs> Karn, bro. Uh, but I, I, just, I, lo- I love the whole thing. Anytime that, w- that we get like a window into... I don't I don't want this to sound mean, but but just like sort of like the regular people of Star Wars. I I just I, I relish that. Right. I love seeing what people's day to day looks like in in a universe that's so fantastical like this, which is why I loved all the stuff on Ferrix. There's so many of these like blue collar dudes just going to their jobs. You got that sweet wall of gloves and stuff. Right. So uh, cool. So cool. And so and so, yeah, like like them just showing us so so well that's like Cyril, like going down into like clearly into like the mid level of, of, of Coruscant to go see his mom and it's not it's, it's like sort of middle class almost right um just i i, I think is is so so cool and, and a really cool way of kind of giving us this like atmospheric story storytelling uh i thought it was interesting that sir Karn also ha- appears to have a figure of like a, a clone trooper in his room as well um mm-hmm. i couldn't tell if it was storm or clone it's hard to say um he might be <laughs> old enough to have a, a clone if he's about well, the same would, age as it would have to be clones right because clones are still being used like the the trooper armor and stuff didn't we see that in advertisements and stuff like that so maybe uh the thing is we don't really know because we haven't seen stormtroopers yet either which i think is really, that's true really that's true yeah uh i'm gonna assume with the no like if if we look at sort of the timeline of of things because uh, Bad Batch starts pretty much immediately after like Order sixty six, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're they're already like on the switch to storm at that point. Like uh, within the, the first season of Bad Batch, the uh, clone troopers are slowly being phased out. Uh, yeah. Like they're they're left as like commandos to to come in and train stormtroopers and stuff. But uh, they're they're already like starting to to be watched. And that's and this is about ten years after after Bad Batch. I want to say. Five BBY, yeah, is is about ten years or so after after Bad Batch. So I'm I'm going to assume we're at full Stormtrooper at this point. Uh, I I think if we're seeing clone troopers, maybe like some kind of uh, like flashback is 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 going to be my guess. Uh, But but it's interesting because in the in the ads that we've seen, it looks like the clones are on Ferrix. Um, which although I mean you know we do know that. Something. Uh, that Andor has been in this fight since I was six years old, and, and I know that just means that he's kind of like sort of been involved in in like these small rebellions uh, throughout. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I do think that there are some like Republic slash CIS ties there somewhere. So it's it's 
it's interesting. I don't know yet. So it it could very well be a stormtrooper figure because I don't think like the like at this point like the Empire is going to be advertising things about the clones, right? I think they're kind of pushing yeah. that back at this point. So I don't know. It's it's interesting though. There's 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 something related to to that, and I think that that could say something about more about who Cyril is and like what it is that he that he wants because he clearly hates his mother, but also like <laughs> is still trying to rise to the occasion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. How do you guys feel about Cyril so far? I, I I think that he's bubbling up to be to be something bigger of an antagonist. At least yeah, I hope agreed. so, because I do like his character. I liked him when he was with that like private security team, and you yeah. know that him like constantly looking at that hologram of Andor, he's gonna do something about it, whether it be by himself or by potentially joining the Empire. So yeah. I'm just I'm excited to see where it's gonna go with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I re- agree with everything Aaron had just said. Um, you know, we made the joke with Brett and John Walker, you know, liking uh, Seal Karn, but it's I mean, such a Brett ass character, dude. One hundred percent. It's a Brett character. One hundred percent. The way he was looking at that hologram is like he's gonna do something on his own. Like, yeah. Just yeah, like it almost reminded me, and... reminded me of uh, that really, really excellent cold open in season two of The Boys, right? Of that dude who's sitting there watching like like Vought news like every every morning, taking that in all the time, oh, yeah. and and and, yeah. and then that like, goes and shoots a super uh, just just because he, he's a super. It it gave it, it's it's not a one to one comparison, but it but it gave me the vibe of of him like almost like radicalizing like 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 against the dude who who fucked up my job, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's really interesting, and so yeah, I don't know like what direction he could there, but excited to see where it goes because I think that actor is really really amazing. Like like oh, the, yeah. the dude's performance is incredible, um, and 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 the way that he can like convey such like inner like pain that he has without even saying anything. Yeah, like he's just sitting yeah. there and just stare, like literally just like staring at a wall. But you're like, this guy is messed up in the head, and he yeah. if if he's not careful, he's gonna hurt somebody and probably himself. It would it would be cool to to see almost like the the sort of like opposite end of the of the rebellion, right? Like you have these this group of people who are desperate. They're out here to stri- strike back. Like they they've been drinking goat's milk for for months and and living in huts and and mm-hmm. and they're like, we've got to make this work. This this has to work. Like the, that sort of like desperation, uh, I think would be cool to almost. This almost feels like the, the it could be like a coin flip of that, right? To to, to where he's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fuck up casting if it's the last thing i do sort of sort of deal yeah. uh whether I, I i almost don't want him to join the empire i'd love to see like what like how he goes about doing that like on, on his own or something like or, or, or or what that looks like yeah yeah like a Would middle be interesting. ground he's like i don't care about anyone else i'm just getting mm-hmm. my job done i'm going rogue yeah so yeah i i, I really like that hey <laughs> rogue point five I think it was before. True, true, true. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I want to move on to uh, Vel and her team of, of rebels that have, that have been uh, put together by by Luthen that are that are kind of living uh, in the the mountains of Scotland or excuse me, Aldani, uh, with their sweet space goat pink milk. Which is another note that I have is how many colors of milk are there in Star Dude, Wars? Dude, literally, <laughs> like they, even in this one, they mentioned like a new kind of milk. I'm like, how many kinds of milk is there? But I, I mean, just, I guess I, want, I guess it would I be like infinite. I want yeah. every color of milk at this point to, to show well, up we... to where like the moment we get a new Star Wars product, they're like, 
here, you tried this. This is orange milk. Well, <laughs> yeah. we were just talking last week. Wasn't it Josh that brought up the what color that milk that the ghosts have? Yeah, he did yeah, ask. And we yeah. said purple. Yeah, yes. you guys did say purple. So you're close. Yeah, yeah, you're close. It's got like that, like lavender pinkish kind of kind of hue to it, and it's yeah. I'm pouring that. I was like, fucking, of course, of course. There's more milk. Yeah, yeah. of course, more milk, bro. I love it. Um, uh, but I love that that first scene with with Arvel Skeen. He's got a star He's like his cool through. space tattoos, dude. Uh, I love space tattoos. They're cool. Uh, <laughs> he's like rifling through uh through Andor's stuff. He's like, I don't trust you, man. I gotta know what 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 your deal is. And Cassian comes out and sees the tattoos, and and I just I love that moment of of Arvel being like, you know what these mean. And mm. and he says, yeah. Crate head, crate by, head. by the hand, um, yeah. which crate head. I haven't. I, I searched for a little while. I was I was not able to find anything like definitive on what either of those tattoos mean. Uh, I have found some interesting things to each other because they mentioned what they actually mean is kind of besides the point because Arvo goes on to be like, yeah, they really did build a lot of cages to tell you that they were both prisoners of the Empire at, at, at some point. Andor talks about uh, being held on Skippo and and and. Uh, like what what it was like to be a a prisoner there for a bit, um. But uh, the primary thing thing that I've seen is is crate head being K R A Y T as in like crate dragons mm-hmm. from from Tatooine, uh, yeah. potentially like you know maybe it was a Tuscan slave or or had some some sort of relation to Tatooine. By the hand could also be related to uh, Thrawn's ship is called the Hand. Um, so I mean, you know, maybe maybe there's some kind of re- relation there, but uh, there's definitely something like they've both been on the receiving end of the empire by something, and and I just loved that moment. It was almost like of a veteran kind of like talking about like their their years in service together, and it's a conversation I've heard a lot of times, like growing up in a military family of, of being like, oh, you're stationed here, I'm stationed here. That's so mm-hmm. you know all of that sort of thing. Except theirs is much worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, I just I really love that moment. And he's he's such a fascinating character. I love that actor. I loved him in the bear. I love him here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, was he the one who had the super cool line? That's like the axe forgets, but the tree remembers it's time yes. to do the chopping. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that was that scene. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah to, to where like they're talking about the tattoos and, and uh, casting mentions where he was in. And he goes, yeah, the axe forgets, but the tree remembers yeah uh, that that's also the same scene now okay so i think i I caught something and i don't know like how true potentially it is but i think they they hinted that vel was gay because uh, uh he's like well if you're worried about her she's already sharing a blanket with somebody and when it showed her she was walking out of the same hut with the the woman who healed cassian's arm and then later when they had like when uh Cassian like confesses and is like, I'm here just because I'm getting paid. Blah blah blah. Everyone looks at that other girl who fixed Cassian's arm and she's like, Bell didn't tell me. Didn't tell me either, yeah. So uh, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but yeah. it's cool. There, there's also I, I think a, a little more credence to that, to where I have one note here that just says, damn, Cassian kinda horny. Uh because he's like <laughs> yeah. hitting on the on the chick that healed him a, a bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Vel You're comes a over. Healer. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's like putting his shirt back on, you know. Um, what's up? And and she's like, go away. And he's, she looks at Captain. Dress yourself, like, bro. Yeah, you can get dressed yourself, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, you pervert. Like, like, stop, yeah, stop sniffing. <laughs> Stay away from my woman. <laughs> Which again was a great little scene, though. I I, I love that for you, sure. It's it's, it's a, a fantastic way to give us like those those little things like that. Um. 
of course, after the the tattoo scene, we move on to see Mon Mothma in her in her home getting chewed out by her snot ass fucking punk ass teenager. Um, in that scene, I refer to her as Mom Mothma. Mommy Mothma. Because <laughs> she's because she's a mom. No, I get it. I'm here. Uh-huh. I could. Yeah, I went a completely different direction. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Mouthy you know, ass kid. Mouthy ass kid. Yeah. Sorry, audio. Sorry, audio listeners. Um, I did a little shrug there. She's hot, is what I'm going for. I really like <laughs> Moth was really cool. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and there's really only two scenes with Mon Mothma, so I'm gonna I'm gonna charge into the second one too. But the 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 scene of her back in her sweet fucking space caddy. Oh, so sick. God, her so husband, cool. her husband, the whose worst. name I can never remember, who I Aaron. refer to as Man Mothma. My dude's got the drip. My dude's got some oh, yeah. sick oh, he got clothes. The blue got oh the yeah, dude. Hair it awesome. One of, one of my favorite scenes though too from last last week was like her coming home and finding out that you know all the all these like horrible people are are going to come to dinner because they're fun. She Ugh, likes to party yeah. with the worst people on on the planet, Ugh. and she and she's like, you know, they just cut off supplies to to this planet which by the way is related to like her like eventually just like outright becoming a becoming a rebel at one point it's yeah. mentioned in rebels that uh she has like this huge speech on the on the same planet that uh that that sal uh, cut off supplies for cool cool little just mm-hmm. trail like the see seeing the, the the start that leads to that but and they um, said there'd be no easter eggs right i just that like luke skywalker's not showing up kind of Easter yeah eggs. well i mean right. you know the best the best kind of fan service stuff is not like i, I said this last week Throwing best downs. kind of fan service stuff is not the in your face stuff like in force awakens when finn pulls the training remote out and it's literally like look at this look at how cool this is it's like oh whoa cool there's holocrons in the background of this yeah scene. or no, whoa, they're, they they're mentioned this which means this they're yeah, literally it's... easter eggs if you know to look for them they're there right they're like, in they're, world they're, they're, yeah. these, li- these little things and uh the the thing is is like all of the easter eggs within this also make sense within the context that they're there you know what i mean Absolutely. like um <laughs> oh for sure like i like i we talked about this on our rogue one rewatch review uh recap uh where you know uh Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba showing up on Jeddah makes no fucking sense because like 20 minutes later, they got to be on Tatooine. Right. Uh, or even having uh, R2 and 3PO in the in the rebel base as they're watching the ships leave. And I'm like, they're supposed to be on that ship because we find out that that ship there is the one that they're on at the beginning of A New Hope. Why are they off the foot? They're there so that way we can have a scene with R2 and 3PO. And I love the scene for what it is. I love seeing Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba, but like whatever yeah yeah you, you know i i think that they when they said no easter eggs stuff like that uh right. like, and, and like 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 mon mothma being there is of course i mean that's technically a huge like 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 thing right but oh, yeah, i mean yeah. it makes sense within the context that she's, she's there in the show yeah 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 um it, it's obviously she would she'd be there and so everything all kind of makes sense for for what it is and i and i really really love the way that they've been they've been doing that but um yeah the, the scene where they're in the in the the space cadillac and and he's still just that that bit where he's he's got like the he's got like this weird like trophy husband like I'm 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 a stay at home guy who lives off of what my wife does and I just like to party and do all these things and I don't care about the politics of anything because it doesn't affect me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got just this horrible, weird, just awful kind of kind of vibe to him. And, and that that bit where he's starting to get a little sneaky and being like, 
you didn't mention this thing to me. And she's like, well, I didn't think you'd be interested in it. It's charity. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> also, the dude's a, a crappy politician without actually being a politician. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like, it's, it's like clear. I, I, I think just from the way that, that he talks uh, about things, it's clear that he's not a politician. He's just Mon Mothma's husband. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. which uh, the kind of, the kind of mentioned, uh, I, I think there's the, Tony Gilroy has mentioned the, the idea that, uh, Chandrelin weddings are, are sometimes uh, like set up, right? Mm. Um, maybe that's an old expanded universe thing, thing that I'm thinking of. But the, 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 that concept is definitely out there. I, I, I don't think it's a very loving marriage at, at, at any given mm. rate. But ju- just that thing that we see last week and then see more of here within this episode, too, is, is, is the idea that uh, when, when Mon Mothra is talking to, to Luthen, she's like, I feel under siege. I go to the bank and there's different people. They hire drivers for me. And then she goes home. Husband's like, "Hey, I'm inviting all of these imperial senators to come party," and 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 it's like, "Fuck, her home's not safe. Like, yeah. she can't go anywhere without this." Well, and and yeah, they're in the car, and he's still like shaking her down. Well, speaking of the driver, real quick, was was this a different driver than what the one last week? It seemed like he looked. I don't know. Did we? Did we? Did we get his name last week? We didn't get a name, but we saw him. We saw his face. I don't. I I didn't I, really pay attention like, to the driver. This I'll have to go look again. I think it was I'll have to go look again because it's if a different driver, that's a fucking incredible touch. Um, and also, fuck, dude, what would it be a different driver? Because Monmouth knows his name, right? But I mean, she probably gets the driver's name all the time. Yeah, man, maybe like, hey, this is your driver today or something, right? Uh, which again was just another great way of of kind of showing the sort of like callousness of of her husband, right? Where he's like, what's his name again? Yeah, who's this guy? And my mother's like, dude, he works for you. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, Come on. Uh, just give me the baseline humanity, at least. But I, I, I love to hate this dude. And that's a that's oh, yeah. another incredible performance right here, especially because like it's such a believable character. There's oh, there's so sure. many. It's, it's like despite, you know, it's in space and there's la- blasters and lightsabers. But all of these characters are like we've seen these people before. And I, I really, really dig that. Yeah. Uh, I lost my spot on my notes here so far okay this is one that i've been really really excited to talk about okay sound of tie fighters will never ever get yes. old dude this is the most they cranked it to 11 <laughs> yeah this is the most scared i've probably ever been of a god TIE damn fighter. that's one of the like, coolest fucking scenes i've ever seen flies away and it's like Oh, okay. Yeah, we're safe. <laughs> just flies like right by him, which I imagine is just some guy like like talking to one of his homies on the radio and he's like, hey, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, see some ro- they're just like, he's just like got a, a GoPro and he's live streaming. He's like, fucking, it's like when, when people film themselves like driving into a puddle and getting people wet. Oh, yeah. He's, yep. he's calling up his homies like, yeah, check out my dash jam. Like, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up yeah, my yeah. stream real fast. Pull right. it up, it's uh, hilarious. <laughs> this is gonna be I'm gonna awesome. Fuck with, I'm gonna mess with these farmers real quick. There's some fucking rednecks down here. Check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. Uh, I, I and I love that too because it's it, this is again like something that that exists with within other other Star Wars media that that is represented here so well. Though again, I know I'm so sick of the but there's no Easter eggs already. But uh, this, this is another cool way of referencing things that are that are in other Star Wars media to where the idea that um, 
the Imperial, the Empire is really about uh, like looks and intimidation and in really through fear and that stuff. And uh, something that we see in a bunch of uh, the novels, especially, is, is the idea that when the Empire like kind of occupies a space, like they'll they'll go out of their way to have patrols in Tie Fighters just fly around, just kind of fly over villages, remind people they're still here. Yeah, you, intimidation. You know, like, make sure they know that we're here. Uh, and, and I, I loved seeing that in these last two episodes, but yeah, man, when it comes down over the water and everything, I was just, so just, cool. I, 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 it flies back over on that second pass and out, out loud. I was like, oh. <laughs> so when it, when it made that second pass, that line from force awakens came out of my mouth. I was like, Whoa, these things can really move. <laughs> God, it's so cool, man. Tie fighters are cool. Yeah, you know? dude. Uh, and, and also uh, there's something about the way that Tony Gilroy films Star Wars uh, that just gives us like this really excellent like sense of scale. Like him and Gareth Edwards, like like uh, on Jedi, you have the, the Star Destroyer just hanging over the the, the Holy City. Um, mm-hmm. in, in this one, like we see TIE fighters blow up all the time across Star Wars. Right. But but here on this point where there's just little dudes in this huge mountain, just this one lone TIE fighter is the most intimidating thing in the, in the world because these guys aren't Luke Skywalker. They're not Poe Dameron. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's like, that is massive and a huge threat. And, and I love the way, like how intimidating the empire feels for, for people that aren't space wizards, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're not, they're not, you know, like they have like a handful of guns and they're learning on rudimentary old Imperial equipment, like that cool camera they had. Oh, that was so like, sweet too. I love that like, scene too. Where he's like, yo, he's like, here's, here's the rebel code. And here's the sweet, like FM, like AM radio that I, that I found. <laughs> I can hear, I can hear space truckers on this thing. Ka-kun, 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 yeah. You know, and it's not like uh, trackable or whatever. Like he was saying. Mm-hmm. So rad. Yeah. You know, that thing's going to be important next, next week. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, and that's, that's one of my favorite <laughs> things about this show in particular is like, you know, a lot of the times, especially with, you know, Jedi and characters like that, we see the big spectacle that Star Wars is, which we we mm. love. But this show feels so lived in and not mm-hmm. CG and fake and like. Not that that's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing no, at yeah, all. But no. it, it, it harkens back to classic Star Wars where it's like, oh, that set's real. That's a real guy in a costume. That's an animatronic. That's a droid right. somebody built. And, and it's just it's so cool. And yeah, and, and the, no, go ahead. I'm sorry just gonna say like it like we've all been talking about how good the show looks oh yeah. my gosh like this that, is by uh, far the best looking disney plus show that shot mm-hmm. when uh like the, the 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 camera the camera's like just behind Cassidy and he, and he looks out and you see the lambda shuttle like flying yeah. in. not not yeah. in focus it's just they yep. they're like hey someone big is arriving today and then and then there goes the shuttle like right right, right by them mm-hmm. and, and uh i was i was just like god damn what get actual depth good of field show. when you're shooting yeah, on location. Yeah, man, yeah. for real. And I love the volume, and I think that technology is awesome. And I know that Obi Wan had some struggles with with the volume. I mean, I, and I'm yeah. shooting. I'm sure like shooting during COVID didn't help anything anything either. As much as I love yeah. that show, um, but the, but there is something that feels real and and lived in and so. I don't. I almost know how to put this. Not normal, but almost like blue collar. Uh, about this show right to to where yeah we're not following the luke skywalkers or the the the, the fins or the rays or or any of that like these are yeah. these are just these are these are us. on the ground soldiers man like this is this is mm. us this is a, a group of people with with ak-47s like like walking around yeah with, with, if, with sheets if we were in star wars and in the rebellion as ourselves that is probably the position we would be in yeah yeah and and even on the flip side of that though like most of the empire and, and like the are, are these 
lower level people though though too they you know only like three four four bars like the first three episodes of the antagonist were this outsourced security company it wasn't even the empire it was below yeah. the empire mm-hmm. uh and and now that now they've come in and these low level people are coming in and taking over this and using the the, the hotel on on ferrix we see which them, looks like, clearly so they've... sick <laughs> what a cool yeah. design ferrix is so yeah. awesome uh and like they clearly like hired like the little construction dudes come and sweep up and and they're they're running an investigation on what the hell happened here uh i did like what did these stupid fucking space cops like mall cops get into while while we weren't looking but i mean once you get into like the imperial security bureau and 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 everything like like we haven't seen a single stormtrooper which tells me like when the stormtroopers show up in the show they're gonna fuck shit up right yeah. Like mm-hmm. these are not these are not your everyday like bumbling hitting your head on the on the on the door of stormtroopers like they're I, it feels like they're going out of their way to really show like like the threat of what the the empire really was to everybody else they're gonna have right? the most focused aim we've ever seen oh yeah these stormtroopers ain't it 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 does kind of like this is finally gonna give credence to uh, like Obi Wan's line of like only imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Right, mm-hmm. which it's yeah, stormtroopers have kind of become a meme. They're they're the red shirts. They're they're the guys, and I don't think they're going to be that in this show, and that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, just to to see that, but uh, Do we yeah, see man, them next I, week uh, with the garrison that was mentioned. I think so. Either either we see them or we see them as like the response to everyone losing their payroll in, in the garrison. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh shit, we got to get troopers out there now. You know, like this has become a war issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like we're not just having like employees there anymore. We have to send soldiers. Yeah. Uh, which would be really, yeah. See whether there are troopers in this garrison or not. I, I think it'd be because so far it's all been like like officers and flight crew in in maintenance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. Which again is really really interesting. Not a yeah. It, it, it's kind of wild that we're five episodes in, not a single stormtrooper. Um, but I love it. I'm so I'm so here about it. Like they're setting that up so well. This, this whole show oh, has yeah. such a great job of, of of pacing and building that I just love. I say dropping the first three episodes. Like I saw it was episode five today, and just kind of threw me off. Like <laughs> it's like we're so far in already, and yet right? we're gonna, uh, next week will be the halfway point. Yeah, yeah, only halfway, and then we have twelve more episodes next year as well, which. We got Hell some good yeah. Star Wars coming up. We got some good Star Wars, and uh, I, I'm still in love with, with Gilroy's statement of, of being like, look, 24 episodes, Rogue One is the finale of this show. Like, every, yeah. everything that happens in Andor builds to Rogue One. Cool. That's fucking awesome. I'm so yeah. here for that. I, yeah, it's it'd be, it's, it'd it's be beautiful. Great We're if, seeing that already. Yeah, it'd be great if the last episode of the show wasn't like a, oh, hey, let's wrap everything up. It would be mm-hmm. very cool if it's like, the finale is like is literally go watch Rogue One. I want I or want like the show start or I, ends I, him on the planet where we see him in Rogue yeah. One. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. I, I want the show to end with somebody telling under like, "Yo, go meet our informant." He said something about a, a planet killer. <laughs> like like mm-hmm. like this dude yeah. has information for us about something, and that's where the show ends, and it just mm-hmm. picks right back up. Uh, in 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 uh, I almost said Fallen Order in Rogue One. That'd be so cool. Um. 
Another note that I have here, just kind of a, again while we're while we're on the subject of the empire, is it's really cool to see like the inner workings of the the Imperial Security Bureau. Like those scenes with Deidre, like in her office, like talking to her assistant, like running running through all these stuff. Which I have a list of all of the planets that they that they named and the significance of them here in a second. Um, but those scenes also just kind of feel like watching somebody at their day job, which is so cool. Like yeah. like, like to see like one of the most iconic like sort of like antagonists of, of of all time the the empire of star wars right just kind of like be down to like these dudes these some of these people are just like doing their jobs trying to climb the social ladder without like kind of thinking about the people underneath them like that it makes it feel like that feels like real life fascism to me that's that's beautifully done you know mm -hmm. well so, even, yeah even the scene where uh uh gorn is talking to that guy on like that big dam and there's that little mm. little shred of humanity where he comes up and the guy's like leaning over the edge and he's like, hey, enjoying the view. He's like, yeah, I mean, you know how stuffy it can get in there. It's just like, oh, OK. Mm -hmm. So like these people are not like robotic evil monsters, although they are. Oh, yeah. Evil. Oh, yeah. Or, or yeah. even but, the scene where, where Gorn's talking to the people where he's like, dude, why didn't you paint this? We got officers coming in and yeah, they're yeah. like, hey, we really wanted to see the thing. Like, is it cool if we can if you like station us upstairs so we can watch the thing? Mm -hmm. tomorrow like that, that would be sweet every hundred years or whatever it was right yeah, yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, and so he'd be like all right but you better get it done he's like but uh, this better be shining tomorrow morning and they're like okay okay <laughs> yes sir sir yes sir and i love his work where he's like according to <laughs> but uh yeah i really i really like that I, I thought that's cool but i but, but i mean yeah there was just something about like teacher's assistant being like yeah i'm here if you are you know, we're gonna we're gonna work this out. We're doing these things, and it just makes me think of like school projects or, or like things I've done at work, where we're like, "No, nah, we're gonna finish this." And I'm like, "Yeah, that just feels like a re like real or people." Like, what was it? Yeah. The, um, it was like it's too too random to seem random. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ah, let me get my water because I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this. All right. So here's here's the list of of planets that are that are that are mentioned. All right. Is you have Hosnian Prime. Kessel, Fondor, Jakku, Base Clay, and Steergard. Right? Here, here's uh, kind of something that we we know about most of these and, and potentially the things that they're that they're referencing, right? R R.I.P. Hosmian Prime. Hosmian Prime sounds like a really, really great place to really settle down in for the next let's say 30 years or so. Let's say if there's like, I don't know, a new republic. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be fabulous. You know, you can really like settle down and retire there and and live a long, fruitful life on Hosnian Prime. That's a yeah. Really, there's really a great place there's rumors of like a once in a lifetime light show that I hear is like gonna be <laughs> killer. <laughs> <laughs> so here here's what we got. So um, again, not, this is all kind of speculative, but uh, people people have like traced like rebellion events to a lot of these planets that have happened in other pieces of canon that that these could potentially be referencing maybe other things uh so hosnian prime in uh there's a comic book arc where han and chewie uh, retrieve a phalanx tra transmitter that's stolen from the empire for a local crime lord of the britons here uh <laughs> there goes my dog uh <laughs> But yeah, they 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 uh, Han and Chewie steal a, a an Imperial Felix transmitter, uh, which maybe maybe that's it. You know, you know what I mean. Uh, it, the timeline line, lines up because it's post Solo. But speaking of mm -hmm. Solo, they talk about Kessel, uh, which of course you have the Coaxium Heist and the Kessel Run, which 
uh, technically for Ohan, it wasn't a rebellion thing, but it is given, the Coaxium is given to Enthus Nest and her band of rebels, uh, who explicitly say, like, yo, we're starting a rebellion. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah. like, I can see, like, the Empire just seeing that, like, not caring that, it was, uh, technically Han did it for the money, but, like, it went to the rebellion. Yeah. Uh, which we do see two tubes as, as one of, uh, Enthus Nest's rebels, who later is obviously with, uh, Saw Gerrera, which is rad. They have the coolest yeah. character designs. I just want to say they look awesome. Uh, Fondor could be uh, a reference to Shin's attack on the uh, on a Star Destroyer that happens there. That happens in a Star Wars Adventures comic, which is or is not canon. You know, it's a it's a kid's story. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, potentially, you know, they attack yeah. a Star Destroyer uh, on on a planet that that's been in there. So could be. Uh, Jakku, they they mentioned targeting consoles uh, were were stolen and destroyed there. That that's kind of the first time, timeline wise, that Jakku was sort of brought up here. Uh, we do know that there uh, from uh, specifically Star Wars Aftermath that there was an, an Imperial hideout there in Star Wars Battlefront Two. It's mentioned that there is a uh, an Imperial base there where the Emperor was kind of like performing experiments and stuff that we know like later leads on to the things that happen in the Rise of Skywalker, right? Um, so there's there's <laughs> There's an imperial presence on on Jakku, so it's not wild to think that something happens there. Uh, base clay is that's the first time I I think this place has ever been been mentioned. I don't know if base clay is a planet or a base. Uh, hard to tell with stars, but they do mention proton warheads being being stolen, which obviously proton torpedoes. Uh, could be fueling up some X wings, you know what I mean? Maybe to blow up like a like a space station or something. Um, maybe we'll see <laughs> who knows who knows you know it's impossible to say uh and then steer guard of course is where uh the 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 ns9 star path is stolen by cassie and andor um so it, it does kind of lead cringe to like the idea that it's like it's too random to be random like something's going on they are kind of random but and it's all these like sort of separated cells of 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 the rebellion but the yeah. We're we're not at the Rebel Alliance yet. These are just mm-hmm. dudes kind of out there rebelling. Little yeah. factions, yeah. Yeah. Something there's, there's, I always there's commenting out there, sir. Yeah. I mean that's something I always thought was cool. Like just shouting out to a, one of our favorite pieces of Star Wars content, Rebels, is like that was like for me the first time I heard that like, oh, there's always all these smaller sects of rebels or mm-hmm. rebellions out there. So like mm-hmm. Which just, which is all happening around the same time as Andor. Oh yeah. By the way, like, like uh, t- timeline wise, they're pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping we see Hera or something in the show. That'd be really fucking cool if we see Hera That'd in like, be season two. Pretty badass. Because they they name drop General Syndulla <clears throat> in Rogue One. Rogue One. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, let me see here. Lambda shot was pretty. Is another one of my my notes. Uh, I wrote I wrote stacks on stacks when I saw the 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 payroll. I was like, sure, money. Yeah. So so <laughs> I I had forgotten that they were planning on stealing money, and I was like, what is that? And for a split second, I was like, oh, is that coaxium from Solo? But no, it's not. It's in, um, it's, it, I, it's Republic credit or Imperial credit. Yeah, baby. yeah. They're stealing like the payroll mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, I, the I, payroll I, of the garrison. I have a line from earlier. I don't remember exactly where it was. Um, I think it was I think it was maybe when they were like all around like the campfire at night or something like that. But somebody said in the Imperial thought machine, it's easier to hide behind 40 atrocities than a single incident. Yes. And I was uh, like, damn. Dynamic? Uh, 
I think that was. was, was that was Nemex, and and I think that was a scene where he's going over like the cool the cool like scanner that he's got, yeah. and and he, yeah, he pulls out oh, like his notebook right. where he's You're like right. writing their manifesto. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it goes on like this whole like political diatribe, which I love. That was so mm-hmm. cool because because uh, again, like this this whole episode was really just kind of about focusing on on like what the motivation of of these people are and and how cool that was. I I loved the loved the scene of, of the guy like talking about his brother and and casting like finally breaking breaking down and be like, look, I'm in a I'm in here I'm here because I got paid. I'm not here for the cause. And he's like, but mm-hmm. if I'm gonna do this, we're gonna do this so we live. Uh, you know yeah. uh, that that whole scene where they're talking about the train and he's like, yeah. Is it on a you rail? Have, you didn't have the plan to get it off the track, and and they're like, "What's well, a good thing?" And, 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 and he's like, "No, you gotta fucking know. Like, is this thing on a, on the rail?" And they're like, "Hey, how do you get it off?" And he's like, "It's like this. You guys didn't know that. Like, you guys I don't I, know I how to check the weight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that like, scene was incredible. Why yeah. isn't it in the manual? It's an add-on. <laughs> I say, yeah, like, it, it's, it, it's a good it. thing I'm here. Otherwise, you guys would have <laughs> never figured this out. Well, yeah, we would have figured it out. It would have just been a lot louder, and it would have been more dangerous. Well." Thank God I'm here. Uh, yeah, and, and so he and, and so I, I love that. Like, I'm pi- I'm the pilot now. He's yeah, like, yeah. No. He's like, he's like, no, you're not doing this. In it. It's my he's ass like, on the line. I'm getting us out of here. Yeah, his exact line is if it, it because it sounded like a good. That's what she said. He said, if it's my ass on the line, I'm pulling this thing out of there. Hell yeah. But yeah, I, I I love that sort of the breaking breaking down of of us getting like the the why of, of why Cassian is here though, though, right. Mm-hmm. Like why Luthen w- went after him. It, it going into last week's episode, I was like, why would he pick out Cassian? Like, what what is it about Cassian that, that Luthen's going for that? He's like, no, I gotta have you on this team to where he like throws him on last minute. And finally mm-hmm. this episode, it, it all clicked to where I was like, dude's made a living like stealing from the empire. And this is a group of people. He's put together a group of people that are about to go steal the payroll out of a garrison. He's going to go. He, he, learned about somebody that has stolen from the empire and lived and yeah. now and now he's like okay go show these people how it's done mm-hmm. like it's like you can do it go more go people do need to know what you know yeah yeah which which again just this episode i think back to episode two to when uh luthan and and Cassian are, are there with the Starpath unit and uh he's like how'd you get it what is it? What is it you did? Like, how'd you do that? Uh, he's like, I'll give you another 2000 credits. And the castle's like, whatever. And he goes, done. Tell me how. <laughs> like, 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 like it's, it's all been, it's been so cool. Like every, everything about the show just stacks so well. Like the whole idea that like the, those first three episodes are all just kind of like the, the jumping off point. And I, yeah. Like the, like almost the consequences of something that happens in the first scene of the show. Right, oh, yeah. like like the position that Cassian's in is because of the choices that he makes in in, in the first episode, and 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 then it just goes from there. And, and it was and, his uh, butterfly effect moment. So cool, so 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 cool. Speaking of Luthen, I guess I don't know if you had anything else to say, but um, just the whole point of now that Cassian has told them all that he's getting paid, and like it's like, and Luthen was literally like, oh, there's only two people that know. It's Cassian, well, yeah. And, and Vel. Vel. Yeah. But now they all know. Now all of them know. <laughs> Which, yeah, I'm curious as, as to how that might affect the group going in, but I do also love that it's sort of like breaking down of Cassian's wall a little bit to where he's like, you know what, fine. Right. Uh, yeah. like, I, I, I love his, his line of his like, I need to be able to trust you if we're going to be able to do this. So here's this information yeah. that you were looking for. Like, I, I, I really exactly. like that. It was, that was super cool. And, and, I, and yeah, I think it does kind of that is sort of like the first hint that that we see of like the casting that we know from from Rogue One later, right? To, to him being like, "Yo, I've done some shit," 
Yeah, he uh, told them he told them everything except for his name. Except for his name. Yep. Um also the the scene where like the dude has like the knife on him and he's like he has this and he calls it Sky Kyber. I was Sky like Kyber, yeah. That's 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 such a cool sentence. Yeah, I'm 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 so glad that you, that you brought that up too, because I was like, I've never heard the term Sky Kyber before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out what that what that is, because I mean we hear a lot about Kyber with on like being on Jedha, right? It's how the Jedi power mm. their lightsabers. It's it's what they use to focus the laser of the Death Star. Um it's yeah, actually worth or, a lot of money just because it's so involved with, with the Jedi, right? But uh mm-hmm, but I'm I'm yeah. curious as to what a Sky Kyber would, would, would mean or or what that yeah. and what he was that saying is. thirty thousand oh. credits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Worth lots lots of money. And so he's like, Why are you here if this thing's worth so much money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I'm being paid." Yeah, love that. So, so, so cool. Um, what are one of my last few few notes here? I think that's kind of it. I did make a make a note, just kind of like help places the timeline of of being of again just having all these different like rebel cells and stuff. As you mentioned, we have like uh, the the ghost crew. You got Saw Guerrero out doing his own thing, and he was name dropped in like uh, I believe mm-hmm. last week's episode. Yeah, uh, like Vel, it, yeah. Vel mentions him real fast, so they know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and and then at, of course you have Infus Nest still running around somewhere as well. Yeah, and at, at this point in the timeline, it's five BBY. So Jin Urso would be sixteen, which and would, with Saw Gerrera. she would yeah she would either just be leaving. with Saw Gerrera or had just been abandoned by Saw. Yeah. So we'll we'll ultimately see. I don't think she's going to show up. I think they'll probably be like, oh, we went to we just did a mission here, and then that'll be like the place where she was left behind. I, th- but, I think uh, they, they, they place this at, at exactly the points where Jin will not show up in the, in, yeah. in the show. So Which that is because, because she's introduced smart. in Rogue One. Like, I don't think we need yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. yeah, that's kind of her story there. Maybe as we get closer, we can hear like a story of like something that happened somewhere that could be like, yeah. oh, that was Jin. But yeah. like, we don't we don't need to see her because they don't meet until Rogue One anyway. I, I think uh, it it probably wouldn't be until like season two once the events of, of the, the the show are, are, are a little closer yeah, of course, that, we, of that course. we start getting those those threads built together i wouldn't be surprised like if orson krennic shows up at some point because I mean, oh, you know, he, he works he's got the white uniform he works in the in the 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 fucking the imperial security please bureau please right like we're krennic seeing, a, we're seeing other people in isb and oh yeah. my god yeah i just give me more ben mendelson yeah oh, oh. I, yeah even just like a one-off thing have him show up he's like yeah i gotta go do my other thing i'm building something see you later yeah. um just something something like that i think would be cool but uh or i mean you know if the rebellion like grows to a point that's so large that you gotta get like the big wits starting to step in and and mm-hmm. krennic's like what the fuck have you guys been doing <laughs> like yeah like, <laughs> like do i need to step in and take over this i got this thing you know yeah it's, it's really interesting and uh i think there's a lot of of great directions but that was I think uh, just, yeah, another really, really great, meaty, fun, super fun episode. I'm so excited to see uh, this heist that's, that's happening next week. I'm excited to see mm-hmm. this cool, like, meteor shower event that, that, that's going on. And, and the spectacle, I, th- I think, is, is just going to be really, really neat. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on this week again, man. I, I really, really appreciate you. We definitely got to get you back on more often to talk Star Wars because this is a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I love, I love talking Star Wars. I love you guys. I love talking Star Wars with you guys. So it's always a pleasure. I love this. I love this. I love this. It's all. It's all. If it's good, everything. Everything's good. I like. Thank you for running such a tight ship. But we gotta get going. So thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you again. Hit the subscribe button. Go watch our other stuff. 
We make a lot of things. And we'll see you at the next waypoint.